Daryl Wong. Yo, yo. What's going on, bud? Hanging out. You know um, how it is. Watching yep. the Fast and the Furious movies. Yep. Yep. I. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Wrapping up a year here. Wrapping up a cycle. Wrapping up the year. Is this our last episode of the year? I think yes. it. I think so. Ooh. We forgot to do our top movie list. Uh, we can do that in the new year. Yeah, we'll do it in the new year. That sounds great. Right? Yep. Um, well, 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 this is No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. And uh, every week we watch a Fast and Furious movie and then talk about it. That's the whole thing. That's it. It's not very creative. <laughs> Uh, this week we watched the OG, the original, mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious. Um, but before we get to The Fast and the Furious, which is a very okay movie. I'll give a little teaser to my watch through. It was very okay. Uh-huh. We should talk about another mo- little movie that came out. <laughs> I think we need to talk about it. I, need- <laughs> I took a note of this. Does this movie... You know, uh, have a is it bunch in the of blue universe? superheroes? Right, it does have a bunch <laughs> of blues. I don't wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call them superheroes, but yes, uh-huh. yeah. So uh, I haven't watched this movie yet. You haven't so. seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I might try to watch it. I don't know. Maybe this weekend or something. Yeah, yeah. I haven't All seen. Right. Well, what do I need to know? I've definitely <laughs> seen it. I'm like, okay, I have like a very, spe- we've talked about Avatar on this podcast before, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, as I'm a fan in general. Mm-hmm. Like, in general, I think it's a good, well-constructed, good, endearing movie. And uh, I went to see Avatar Way of Water on opening day in 3D <laughs> IMAX, glorious <laughs> 3D IMAX with high frame rate sequences. Mm-hmm. I'm all in on the like the marketing bullshit for Norway <laughs> Water in a way I haven't been for a movie in a while. Like, yes, give me every like weird gimmicky theatrical experience I can get. Give that mm-hmm. to me. You know what I mean? Three D check, high frame rate check, IMAX check. If there was a forty X experience and they were spraying water <laughs> in my face in New Zealand, I would be going to that too. <laughs> Okay, just to double check, somebody did mention a yeah fourth dimension there. Are they doing that in theaters somewhere? Yeah, for sure. Well, you've never oh been my. to a 40X screening? Only at uh, like Universal Studios. You know, they do the... No, they um, have them in... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. The island of Manhattan. <laughs> they have a little squirter. <laughs> they squirt your face with some mist. Yeah. And they have little sounds and like little smells that puff up and like... Uh-huh. It's incredible. I'm like pro 40X. Uh-huh. I think you should maybe try to catch an Avatar 2 way of water in 40X and let oh, us yeah. know what the experience is like. Um, anyway, so I go see this movie on opening day. I leave. I put it in the calendar because everything I do, I have a baby now, so everything I do has to go in the calendar. Mm-hmm. I put it in the calendar. I like put it. I'm going to see a midday showing. And it's blocked off from like one to five thirty. Okay. And my wife is like, "Is the movie five out? Like, what's going on?" I was like, 
Well, you know. Well, sort of. <laughs> um, it's three plus hours, and then you got to yeah. drive there and park and walk through and sit and there's previews, and then you watch the movie, and then you get out. They give you a little reserved seat at the at your local movie theater? Oh, yeah, reserved seat. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. I don't have to get there too early, but I want to see the, like, the trailer. Mm-hmm. They didn't run the Oppenheimer trailer before mine, which they're doing stateside. And they didn't mm-hmm. run the Barbie trailer before mine, which they're doing stateside, mm-hmm. which was both a bummer. I wanted to see both mm-hmm. of those. But they did run the like Mission Impossible featurette, which I was into. Uh, and no James Cameron, like, thank you, New Zealand message also at the beginning, which I was not expecting. But honestly, James, would have been nice, is all I can say. Since you basically moved here for the past, like, 15 years. And everybody in fucking New Zealand has had to put up with your bullshit and make these Avatar movies. <laughs> Would have been nice. Uh-huh. All right? Uh, wait, how long How long has um, was Wave of the Water? How long has it been 13 years. No way. He's yeah. working on this the whole time. Whole time. That's, all, that's the only thing he's been doing from 2009 <laughs> until now. It's just been like fucking making Avatar movies. Yeah. yeah. Not that they've been, they haven't been filming for 13 years, but they've been filming for a while. And then like, it's so, it's so, it's so crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, And then like COVID hit, obviously. And they had to be mm. like, they had to shut down for a while. And there's a lot of kids. And I know, I do know, I did learn that like, there's a lot of kids in these movies, obviously, in this sequel. And so, like, in 2020, in, like, May of 2020, like, you know, everything shut down in, like, February, March. In May of 2020, James Cameron was like, if these fucking kids get too fucking old, <laughs> like, and I can't finish this movie, <laughs> like, this whole thing is fucked up. <laughs> so, if the New Zealand government would kindly let me continue filming shit, I would really appreciate it. And they were like, okay, all right. Okay, you okay, can do yeah, it. cool, cool, cool. It's Avatar. Uh, okay. It's Avatar. <laughs> we got to do it. We got to do it. So, um, but... I went and saw the movie. I sat through three and a half hours again of of the of Avatar: The Way of Water, mm-hmm. and um, Daryl, it's pretty fucking great. Oh. <laughs> the movie is pretty good. Uh, I would say uh, the phrase "completely rips" come to mind <laughs> comes to mind. <laughs> uh it's so it's so i'm like genuinely 10 out of 10 masterpiece it's Uh it's it's genuinely it daryl it's it's so good yeah this is (laughs) a preview to our next episode our 2022 in um yeah guess what spoiler alert number one (laughs) it's It's so good all day all day day. every day avatar (laughs) way of water (laughs) I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I got the commemorative cup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spoil Avatar Way of Water because you haven't seen it, but we'll talk about it more next time. Okay. Tell me about the com- commemorative cup. Is this like a, like a one liter amusement park style cup yes. with a um, plastic sculpted top movie something on top of it? Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, it's no sculpted movie on top. It's just a top with a bendy straw. Mm. But then, like, there's a cheap vinyl graphic, like, around the outside. I told my wife she has to wash it by hand because I don't want it going through the dishwasher. <laughs> you melted my special cup. What did I say about this? Um, I will say one thing. I don't want to spoil Way of Water for you. Mm. But I do want to, like, I, and and if those out there, you don't want, like, I do want to talk a little bit about the pre- the premise, like, the setup. Mm-hmm. For a second, because I genuinely think it's incredibly, I think it was smart of him. It's a lot about the kids, but the movie is decidedly about Jake Sully, the same guy that was in the first Avatar that we spent. I was a little worried that the movie was going to be like, yeah, 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 Jake Sully, but like this whole movie is like really about his kids. It is a lot about the kids, but like it's really a movie about Jake Sully and mm-hmm. like his like he's very much the central focus of the movie still, which I think was a very strong, especially 13 years later. They may not, people may not remember, oh yeah, that guy's, that character's name is Jake Sully, but like they'll recognize, they can at least immediately connect with this thing, this guy, Mm -hmm. this character and be like, right, I remember this character from the first Avatar, at least vaguely. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't have to, again, do a bunch of legwork to immediately like introduce, you know, a bunch of new, I mean, there is a lot of that, but it's like, we're at least have that level of comfort where we're like, got it. Zero in. If all else fails, if the rest of this storytelling, it like completely is lost on me, I can like focus in and be like, Jake Sully. I know who that dude is. That's all I got to really know. Great. Cool. Um, and I just thought that was smart to like not fuck around. With like, I'm going to tell a whole new story about a whole new bunch of people with the, in a whole new sort of part of Pandora and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. There's some of that for sure. But um, yeah, it keeps us grounded. Anyway, the movie's fucking great. Everybody should go see it. I love it. I'm going to go see it again sometime nice. when I can get away from my three-week-old child and um, my wife and go see yeah. it. Yeah. Do you think there was... Um a specific strategy around making this a Christmas release rather than a summer release? Well, the last one came out in Christmas. Hmm. I know that. Christmas 2009. It's a good question. I don't exactly know. Mm-hmm. There's no counter-programming right now. There's nothing up against it, right? Hmm. Like, the last big movie to come out was Wakanda Forever in November, early November, I think. And, like, so that's been out for a while. Like, what else is in the movie theater right now? Mm-hmm. So I think that's, at least James is thinking that that's helpful. Or Disney's mm-hmm. thinking that that's helpful. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I mean, it's a great, I mean, I think people are going to, I think this movie is going to hold, like, nothing else this year. I mean, maybe... Like, Top Gun Maverick had this insane run in the summertime where it was, like, week after week, it just held. Like, it just didn't Mm -hmm. drop very much, you know? Mm -hmm. And Avatar, at this point, came out, had one opening weekend at 134, which is, like, in the range. It's not a blowout. um, But it was in the range of expectations. But I also think it's just, like, it's not going to drop like all these other movies. 
basically. Yeah. Like everything this year, other than Maverick, has been dropping like sixty percent in week two. I just don't think Avatar for some reason maybe in week two because it's like Christmas, it'll drop more. But like, I think it's. I just think it's gonna hold. I think people like are like we know we got to get to the theater to see this thing in big format in in three D. Like we're not gonna be able to do that streaming at home. We're gonna make the trip. Whether we make the trip on day one or in January when, you know, it's been out for a few weeks, doesn't matter to us. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that... I don't want to say too much. But um, anyway, the movie's great. Everybody should go see it. It's much better than the movie we watched this week, <laughs> which is called The Fast and the Furious. A movie, this cycle, yeah. I was not into. No. No? You neither? Not so much. It was yeah. a it was a chug. I usually chug. like really enjoy the um you know original masterpiece here. Yeah. Today, eh. No. Yeah. Um it definitely ended up chugging for me. Uh just feels like very home video at a certain point. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just think and I think that has to do with like Rob Cohen is not a mega competent direct, like, you know what I mean? Like the direction is like directionless a little bit. Agree. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you feel it and it's something that permeates through some of the other movies as well. Right. Yeah. All right. So what, uh, spoke to you this week? Uh, I was trying to figure out, and this ties back to the thing that I was just talking about. If this is a holiday movie or not. I don't think it is, but I was trying to figure out these movies are all released in spring summer. Does that mean that yeah. they are all spring summer movies? Yeah. And I would venture to say that this gives me fall vibes in terms of tail end of the summer, everybody is having a good time, but they're telling a story here of how they're about to recede a little bit and transform through fall and winter. You see that at the end mm. with Dom. You see that at the end with Brian O'Connor. They kind of conclude their summer of fun, and they end in a place of unknown. But for us, the audience, we get to see them later on in these movies. Yeah. In different seasons. I, I get what you're saying. I think rather than fall vibes... It might be giving me, uh, at least gives me August vibes, right? Like the <laughs> fucking dog days of summer. Yeah. Right? Where it's like late summer. It's fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Especially in LA. <laughs> and like all the exciting criminality and like recklessness of the beginning of summer has worn off. And now it's just these like. It's just this sluggish thuggery that's, like, abound in, you know, suburban L.A. Nothing is charming anymore. Everything's just sort of flat and lifeless and, like, heavy, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, Dom Dom Toretto's white tank top was fresh in June, but now it's uh, grease-stained, tattered, and um, he's looking to put on his... Mechanics shirt 
for the uh, coming with season the of misery fall. of the doldrums of life. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, it's like really feels like Dom Toretto. It's supposed to be like we think twenty four or twenty five in this movie, and like feels like he's just been doing this shit forever. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like the only pleasure he gets anymore is like, it's not even after the race; it's during the race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ten seconds of pleasure. Right? That's it. That's all he gets. So. Um, yeah, but this movie is hot. This movie mm-hmm. is sweltering, which is, I think, like, an underrated aspect of <laughs> seasonal movie releases. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if a movie is hot, you gotta throw it out in the summertime. I don't know what mm-hmm. else to tell you. You can't have, like, a hot movie like this <laughs> in the winter. I mean, it's, everything's backwards here because it's summer now. Right. New Zealand. Um, but I mean something like Avatar. Um I mean it's not a snowy flick, right? Like, mm-hmm. but you don't get the sense it's not about a desert. Like you don't get the sense that like it's about to be dune up on Pandora or whatever, right? Like the heat <laughs> of the atmosphere doesn't really play into right. It doesn't play into it. But the heat of LA plays into this movie quite a bit. Right. So you gotta throw, you gotta toss that out in the summertime. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if like nothing does well in August, but like I'm wondering if this movie would do better in August. These movies would do better like in late summer than early summer, but mm-hmm. they are like they're the start of the season, basically. In my yeah. mind, I agree. Right? When uh, yeah, when fastest scheduled in April, you know. That's how you know it's ready to... Yeah, they usually beat out whatever Mar- May Marvel release is happening too, right? Like, mm-hmm. what what was it this year? Um, Multiverse of Madness came out in mm-hmm. May, I'm pretty sure. The new Doctor mm-hmm. Strange 2. And, like, I think that was May and, and yeah. So, uh, and then last year, what was it? What was it? What was it? When F nine came out, I don't remember. I don't remember. But I'm, 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 they usually like hit that April, and then right after, like early May, is the big Marvel release. And I think, like, I'm sure they feel like that's the right strategy. To go. I'm sure Universal is like, yeah, that's it. They've done the like, they've crunched the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, I always think people know this stuff better than me, and smarter people than me are always thinking about this kind of thing. So, um, I trust them basically. Mm-hmm. But who knows? F nine didn't like did well, and it like obviously got a pandemic pass mm-hmm. because. But it was the first movie out of the pandemic to be like, "Hey, what's up? We're back in movie theaters." And I think that was yeah, April twenty one, mm-hmm. and people. I don't think it like did that well, but it did okay. Did yeah. it open in China? I don't know. I don't know. One thing I'll say about Avatar Two, that shit is opening in China. It's gonna be big. <laughs> that shit is opening in China. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, uh, but yeah, it made some money, but it didn't make nearly as much as uh, as the previous ones. 
Mm-hmm. And actually, I want, I want to crunch the numbers on this. I, I want to find out. Uh, what else, number one, did you go, did you, did you connect with this week? Mm, that was the main thing. I'm trying to think about these seasons. And when I watch these movies, I'm reminded that these guys are all driving early 2000s cars. And I think about my 2004 Subaru Forester outside. And it reminds me that I've got a squeak. I've got rattles. Oh no! Maintain, yeah, oh, no. maintaining a car of this vintage, maintaining any maintaining any car is, you know, it never stops. Every two weeks, something else is happening with this thing, and I just wanted it to run smooth and nice. Of course, and I wanted to, you know, live its best life. Yeah, how is that Forester going? I mean, it's. It's, it's doing running. pretty. It's doing. It's running. <laughs> you regret buying. I don't regret buying it. I do enjoy the car. I yeah. just like, you know, I wish I didn't have to think about it so much. Right. I hear you. I hear you. Um. All right. So. F nine made seven twenty six million worldwide. Hmm. Um. Did they ever and stop And it did counting? open in China, but only made, only gross 216 in China. Hmm. Which is good, but it's not, like, great. I think China still was, still going COVID lockdown. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Um, when they talk about movie earnings, did they ever stop counting? Or is it like, um, is it like, you know, music albums where... Eventually, if the thing's out long, if your album is out long enough, people continue to listen to it. You can get a platinum record, you know, well, ten years after. Yes, I think everybody would like them to not do that, but they do do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like the highest grossing movie of all time, not adjusted for inflation, is Avatar One. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The second highest movie of all time grossing movie of all time not adjusted for inflation is i believe avengers endgame mm. um i'm going to look this up so that i'm not uh, uh being an idiot yeah avatar mm-hmm. 1 avengers endgame but they like there was a point in which they were battling sort of back and forth and then like a year after endgame went out of theaters they like re-released it and then like it got the top spot so it's like it's a little bit like all the the re-releases count towards the gross total and then avatar built the same fucking trick this fall Mm -hmm. where they fucking did a you know a 3d re-release which obviously i went to see and was incredible but then they counted those they counted the gross of the 13 year later re-release towards the gross of the of the original theatrical theatrical run which i feel like is bullshit like yeah. you should separate the two things they're contextually different like releases but obviously right. the studio is like no 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 this is the biggest grossing movie of all time not just that, yeah that money's still coming into our pockets coming into the, the same... avatar you are going to see avatar in the movie theater that counts. Right. That counts. We we made it. It's you know basically the same product. We yeah. just are showing it to you again. 
We're just Let chucking it, it the in same there. Place. No, it's yeah. exactly the same product, right? <laughs> like we haven't changed a thing. So um, I think that's bullshit. The studios do that so that they can juice the numbers kind of situation. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it is like, it's like the platinum album <laughs> thing where it's like, I mean, obviously like the count stops when the movie is no longer in theaters, you know, mm. but um, it starts up again sometimes. But that 729, like, while good, is not the 1.236 Billy that F8 made. A much worse movie than F8. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, obviously, like, it gets a, the pandemic pass. But I wonder how it would do. You know, I'll be very interested to see how Fast X does. Mm-hmm. That's all. Um, is, um... Yeah, go ahead. It's like, is the, is the Dark Knight up there somewhere in terms of like big money makers? I'm trying to think of like, you know, which ones would be really high up there All right, on money making? Do you want to know movies? the list? Do you want to know the list? I'm actually going to look five. up where the Dark Knight Avatar, is. Avatar, Fast. I'm trying to think what else would be up there. Endgame. Are the rest, or, is, or the top five. Our Dark Knight is number 50 all time. 50? Yeah. Okay. You want the 10? Let's go to 10. You want 10 to 1 or you want 1 to 10? Um, I mean, no, let's we already go one did to, 1. Yeah, 1 to ready 10. Ready to 1. Right. Let's so go number 1, one to 10. Avatar, Avatar 1, 2009. Mm-hmm. Number 2, Avengers Endgame. Number 3, Big Jimmy Cameron coming back. Titanic. Oh, He's got two wow. of the top three. <laughs> wow. Titanic earning a cool $2.2 billion. Serious. Serious money. Number four, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Yeah. The one from 2015. Uh, Did we all see it? Yeah, I suppose we saw it. Do we all remember it? Mm. Nope. Not at all. (laughs) Tough, tough one. (laughs) All right. um, Number five is Avengers Infinity War. Mm Mm-hmm. Number six is Spider-Man No Way Home, the most recent of the Spider-Mans. Mm-hmm. Number seven is Jurassic World, uh, like the first of the new Jurassic Park okay. movies. Okay. Inarguably the best of the new Jurassic Park movies, but also still pretty bad. Uh-huh. Number eight is The Lion King, which is the 2009 live action (laughs) remake, 2019 live action remake of The Lion King, starring, um, yeah, who stars in that movie? Is it Donald Glover? Mm. Is he the Lion King? Wow. Yes, Donald Glover and Beyonce. Okay. So there you go. Um, And then. That was number eight. Number nine is The Avengers, the original Avengers. Mm-hmm. Number 10, squeaking it at number 10. You want to guess? It's not a fast movie? It's not Furious 7? It is a Furious 7. Yeah. Squeaking wow. it at number 10. Good for it. $1.515 billion. And wow. Top Gun Maverick sitting pretty at number 11. Love it. Love to see it. Really love to see it. Mm-hmm. Really love to see it. Good movie, Top Gun Maverick. I like that movie a lot. Yeah. 
I haven't seen Avatar Way of Water yet, so yeah. Top Gun Maverick is my favorite movie of 2002 or 2022 oh, so far. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, all right. Well, um, yeah, that's it. I mean, I guess we didn't talk about The Fast and the Furious that much, but um, this movie's like bad. It's like sweaty. It's not bad, but it's like fine. It's sweaty. It's kind of amateurish. It's like. I, a movie which will probably come back around and be great vibes for me at some point, but mm-hmm. this watch through, I wasn't into it that much. The end. Do you want to do some shout outs? Oh yeah. Okay. What do you want to shout out this week? Um, I want to give a shout out this week to the at home concert. So we watched a, um, so we, we did get a slightly larger TV, which is, Potentially you contributing were us to about this. this. Yes. Yeah. It's bigger. I think it's maybe let's call it fifty-five. Maybe less than that. Okay. Um, I didn't have this at the time that I watched the concert, and I'm sure that it would be even better. Um, we have a little like Bose soundbar thing, which I'm sure is great. But we watched Kendrick Lamar's like Big Steppers tour. Uh he did I guess this performance was in Paris, but nice. And when I think about you know. Streamed into your household. Yeah, it was on Amazon was Prime. A... Oh, it was Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. Was um, it live it was... or was it... It was not live. It was recorded. It was not a live production. It was a recorded concert documentary, basically. Right. Um, okay. But I imagine, you know, like you as a parent probably are not super interested in going to a uh, live concert. And, you know, like even me here in... Brooklyn, New York City, the likelihood that I am actually going to go pay hundreds of dollars, stand in um, a big arena yeah, we're old. for, yeah. you know, three and a half hours, let's it's call it. a young person's game. Yeah. Young person's thing. So, like, in watching this, it was incredible. I got to see the artist, the artist's newest work. I get to see the entire performance, and I can do so from the comfort of my home. Sure. And we had a really nice time. Not that it, I call it a nice time as if we were like going to a thing. It was a nice watch. And I, you know, I, I think I might consume more at home concerts. Good. In the future. Sounds good. Um, yeah. I, as a person, have never been a go to a live concert thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. It's too, it was always too crowded and sweaty and loud for me. Like, the experience was always bad, and then, like, the the thought of seeing a band I liked in person never, like, wasn't always ever that, like, interesting to me, right? It was always, mm-hmm. like, I would always be there and be like, this is for your, this is for hearing, not for seeing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't give a shit what these people look like. Like, I just care that they, you know, the music. So, I, it never, I never really put much value in that. So... I like that there's a way to sort of get some of that, but from the comfort of your own home. Yeah. And I think that, you know, in doing this podcast and watching these movies and learning a bunch about production and what goes into making a thing, I think I've gained an appreciation for, you know, what it takes to, you know, put on a live show, what it takes to totally. tour around to concert. And I think I, I find that in watching this concert um, digitally and not in person. I'm actually able to see and appreciate more than I would if I was actually there. Right. Good. 
right. Yeah. Shout out to um, the concert at home experience. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out. I know we're not supposed to. Well, not not supposed to. We have this sort of unwritten rule where we don't shout out to sort of other media. Um, and, and the concert at home is fine because that's like obviously a conceptual idea of media. But I'm going to shout out to a very specific piece of media mm-hmm. uh, this week, which is the show. It's called a, sh- a little show. It's called Tulsa King. Mm, okay. Have you heard of this? I don't think so. Okay. Got to shout out to Tulsa King for two main reasons. One, it's pretty good. It's like good old-fashioned television. Sylvester Stallone plays an old mobster who gets out of prison, and he he has to move to Tulsa, uh-huh. <laughs> Oklahoma. Incredible concept. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and, like, uh-huh. deal with Tulsa's, like, you know, local uh, biker gangs and, like, ruffians and, like, down-home way of living. Right? Uh-huh. Like, and, and he's, like, this New York mobster. Incredible concept. It really fe- does feel like sort of good old-fashioned, like, network TV that's mm-hmm. sort of been missing in recent years. For me, that's what it feels like. I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. I'm, it's my favorite show on television. Right now. Okay. Okay. I love it. It's on Paramount Plus, um, which is turning out to be a very good little streaming service. I'll just let you know. Nice. Um, the other reason I'm shouting it out is because in the show, not the star, I would say maybe like the 13th or 14th build person in the show is one John Senta Tiempo. No way. No way. <laughs> Which eagle-eared listeners will know from the... Is a, is a lead stuntman in several of the Fast and Furious movies. Mm-hmm. Who we like very much and are big, big fans of. <laughs> Do you think we could get Senta Tiempo on the pod? That would be awesome. Like... Like legitimately, like can we make this? Uh, I'll put, can we put this on our vision board for twenty three? Is like, let's get Sensitiampo on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel like this could happen. <laughs> I don't know the guy, so like I don't know his demeanor, but like I'm, I feel like yes, probably. Yeah, that would be incredible. I mean, not only the relation in terms of the Fast and Furious movies, but he shows up all the time. You know, he shows up he's in everywhere. the... Um... The dog oh, is working. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's all over the place. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I would say, like, if anybody out there is listening has a hookup for John Sensitiampo, like, prayer hands. Like, please, please get in touch. We would love to talk to that guy. More than any... Actually, more... Like, I would... I don't know what I would talk to Vin Diesel about, like, ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just don't think he'd be a, that fun to hang. I would way rather talk to John Santiampo, you know? Hell yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, that's it for us, I think. Uh, if you want to connect with us, we are at Nolt Podcast on Twitter. We are... Uh, no one likes to tune a podcast at gmail.com. No one likes to tune a podcast on Instagram. Patreon.com slash no one likes to tune a podcast, which next week we will, or next two weeks, we will be doing our in betweener. Um, and I put up a poll only a couple days ago, but I'm going to leave it open for a little bit. But I will mm-hmm. tell you 
what the options are. Torque from 2004, a movie no one will ever pick for us to watch on our in between. <laughs> even mm-hmm. though I'm dying, I'm di- I'm literally dying to watch. <laughs> yeah. Snitch from 2013, I believe, is a rock movie. Girl Fight from 2000, 2000 and zero, and Blue Crush from 2002, mm. the Lady Surfer movie. So. Let us know which you which you want us to review next week. We will be watching one of those movies. And um Yeah, whatever. I think That's I'm back. Good. All right, my man. Until <laughs> next time. We'll see you in the next cycle, everybody. Goodbye. Okay. Well, too late, because we're leaving.